The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Alex, did you watch the Super Bowl last night? Of course I watched the Super Bowl. Who doesn't watch the Super Bowl? That's the great question because you always hear the next day after all the, the ratings numbers and they say all these people watch. How I don't know anybody that doesn't watch the Super Bowl. Do you? Well, here's the thing. I, I think the question you really have to ask is not is are you watching the Super Bowl? It's what part of the Super Bowl are you watching? Everybody watches the Super Bowl, but is it the game you're watching or is it the commercials you're watching? Is it the halftime show you're watching? So I think it's really, that's why the Super Bowl, talk about the marketing the NFL has done, Greg, pulls in different audiences. I know people that watch the Super Bowl that have no business watching football, nor do they care about watching the football. They just like the halftime show where the commercials are really all of the above. If you're like me, I like all of it. So it's a great day. Well, if you were watching for Eastern football player, it was the first time in years Eastern hadn't had somebody in That's it. Right. Hopefully back next year, we still, uh, one of these days, Max Crosby, right? One of these days, Max Crosby. I think it's safe to say Andrew Wiley will yep. probably be back at some point. A lot of opportunity. There was a little bit of a Mac connection, though. Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, is, of course, a Miami of Ohio graduate. So a little bit of a Mac connection there. It is also Valentine's Day. That's right. I'm wearing red. Alex does not. Because my true love, other than Becca, is green. Greg, you have to wear green on Valentine's Day. I love Eastern Michigan. I wear whatever color the holiday is. (laughs) I'll wear green for St. Patrick's Day. We'll wear orange for uh, Orange for what? Okay, Halloween. You wear feathers for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, maybe? Well, I do wear feathers for Mardi Gras, which That's is coming true. up. So We do have a big show for you today. It is baseball full capacity. They get going this week. They will be at Winthrop this weekend. Take on the Eagles, and we have two great guests, Shane Easter and Eli Gora will join us. Yeah, great interviews with two players. We've talked to a couple of different Eastern Michigan coaching staff members over the last month or so. Eric Roof joined us not too long ago, and then Aaron Hill yep. two weeks ago joined us. But it's always good to get player perspective too because they're the ones that are actually taking the coaching and trying to implement it. They're the ones that are really in the grind of the everyday, getting through the summer program, getting through the offseason, doing these winter workouts, and then now trying to piece that all together as you start playing baseball. Greg, it's so tough to be a team in this part of the country because because you don't get to play on a baseball field until you actually go down south and start your season. So Eastern Michigan has had to do a lot of prep work inside the St. Joe Sports Dome, the indoor facility, a lot of behind the scenes work indoors and batting cages and whatnot. So good to hear from both Shane Easter and Eli Gore about that process and what they feel the team is uh, able to accomplish this year. Well, and one of the things we didn't get it on air, but we talked Eli about it was going out of the St. Joe's Sports Dome. Because don't forget, ceiling's white in there. So he said, anytime you get outside, balls seem like beach balls because you have to really keep your eye on that little white ball and a little white ceiling. Even before baseball, Greg, a lot of action this weekend on the hardwood, or excuse me, this week on the hardwood, Eastern Michigan basketball, almost every day of the week this week. Well, there is basketball. We also have to give our congratulations to Bruce Cunningham and the men's golf team. You heard from Bruce last week, and they walked away with a Earl Yestingsmeyer championship in MAC play. Cougar Collins was also named the MAC golfer of the week, so congratulations to them. The women finished seventh after winning their final match, so men will be back in action next week and women following week. But you mentioned it, uh, basketball in full capacity, uh, Monday, today, women's basketball, tomorrow, men's basketball at Mount 
pleasant. Then you get home games, and then it, we start all over again for the weekend. That's right. Every day of the week, it seems like, except for Friday. Well, it doesn't seem like it is. Every day of the week, except for Friday. We have sort of mentioned it over the last couple of weeks. I know Valentine's Day is a day of a lot of candy and sweets. There will be no sugarcoating it on today's episode. Greg, men's and women's basketball need to win, and they need to win now. Yeah, they need to win, and it doesn't get any easier. Your women today at uh, Ohio, tough Ohio team that needs to get into the MAC championship race as well. They're on the outside looking in. And then you get a Central Michigan team tomorrow. Eastern's already beat when they were COVID down. They have a chance. If they win, they take home that Michigan MAC trophy. It's always great to have hardware. But I know Stan Heath and company care about seeding. Right now, Eastern still need a lot to go. They get Buffalo and Akron this weekend. The number four and five teams in the league. No easy task. Teams that have just got off playing too. Yeah, it's tough sledding all the way around. A lot of tough schedules, but that's what this conference is. We love it. In football season, how close the games are. Basketball season, it's certainly no different. So a lot to look forward to on the hardwood this week as well. Also, if we're shout out men's golf, we have to shout out track and field as well. Their indoor season underway. Katie and Clark on the women's side of things. A new school record this weekend. Vinny Magnuson, a new school record on the men's side. So if you want to look at all those results from their weekend that was, make sure you visit emueagles.com at any time or their social media. Look at the recaps. And that's the same for all of our sports here at Eastern Michigan. There's so much going on, especially in this crossover season. We don't always have time to hit on every detail of every game, but that's why all of our access to the website and so many different feature content pieces are so important. So make sure you're utilizing those as well on top of the podcast. And if you, as always, need to follow us, don't forget you can by any of these fine ways, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or of course, Stitcher. We hope you follow us, listen along, or listen to any past episode. It's back up on your favorite moment. That's right, Greg. I think uh, we've set the table enough. I think let's jump into some interviews. Talk a little baseball. It's cold here in Michigan, so why not, Abel? At least take your mind to the summer, and let's get out to the diamond with Shane Easter and Eli Gore. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break. Stick with us. Shane Easter on the other side, and then Greg Steiner with Eli Gore to wrap up this week's episode. For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Baseball edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. We've teased the diamond a few times in the last couple of weeks, but now the season is here. It starts Friday. It's almost just too good to say the boys of summer and really spring in college baseball <laughs> are back. And today we're pleased to be joined by Shane Easter, one of the fixtures of this Eastern Michigan baseball team for the last couple of seasons. Back for another year, a team captain this season. Shane, first and foremost, thanks for joining us for a few minutes. And I know you've got to be thrilled that Friday is the day. Yes, I am. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's here. I mean, it came quickly and uh, we grinded through the fall and grinded through the winter. And now it's here. So we're ready to go. A lot of people may not know what it looks like for you after a baseball season ends. What is the process for a player between the ending of a baseball season and then to the point you're at now, the start? Because a lot of people just think, well, fall and cold and snow on the ground. They can't play baseball. How do you guys get prepared in that eight-month stretch or so? Yeah, no. So, actually, uh, in the summer, right away, a lot of guys are uh, traveling to summer ball teams, collegiate summer ball teams, and uh, they'll play probably 40, 50 games again. And then uh, they'll get, like, a two-week break, and then they'll come back here to Eastern Michigan, and uh, they'll have a fall seasons where we're just practicing every day and uh, getting after it like that. And then um, – in the winter, it's kind of the same thing. We get are amped up again and uh, working in the bubble, 
uh, taking ground balls, hitting every day, and just getting back into that rhythm. And now it's time to go show what we've worked on the whole time. Last year, you had a little bit different ending to the season than people want to have. You finished the season with a little bit of an injury. Mm -hmm. I know you had to take care of that wrist. How was that process for you? Are you healthy going into this season? What's the update there? Yeah, no, uh, my hand's good. Uh, I was in a cast for probably six weeks and then uh, a little bit of rehab, but uh, she's, she's ready to go and it uh, feels great. Well, that, that's good to talk about for sure. Now let's talk a little bit about this team as you guys get ready to take on Winthrop on Friday. Last season, we talked about it. There was a lot of energy around the baseball team. It just felt like a little different mojo. A lot of guys kind of just having that camaraderie on the field. And then it started to show you and I were talking a little bit before we started mm -hmm. the recording. And you just said, oh, just the weather was perfect at times. We went on a run. The team loved each other. It was great. Why was that so special last year and can that continue into this season? Yeah, I, um, last year was a special time and like you talked about that little bit of stretch that we had was awesome. Um, but I think it's just the guys. I think it's the team and uh, you, the teammates make the most of it. And um, that's how you have that kind of special moment, all the guys coming together and having one goal and uh, just enjoying time together. And uh, that's it, it makes something special. And that's what it was for those two weeks or two, three weeks actually. Um, and uh, I think 100% we can make that happen again. I think um, the atmosphere at O-Strike of the fans coming out was a huge deal for us. Uh, I mean, sometimes we were seeing fans all the way down the hill uh, on the right side or right field fence. And then uh, we even had guys on the football team up on the hill behind center field talking to us. So just seeing a bunch of fans out there and uh, having a good group of guys is um, what makes that happen. I will never forget last year, there was a Friday night game. It was a little chilly. Mm -hmm. The football team was out in center field, <laughs> shirts off and a bonfire going, yeah. which was probably not in regulation at all. But <laughs> I know you guys love it. Yeah, no, we ate it up. I mean, those guys, uh, we go out there and support them. And uh, when they come out and support us, it's a big deal. And uh, we appreciate it every time. The scheduling has changed a little bit since you started playing baseball here at Eastern Michigan. Now, more conference games every weekend once you get to that point in the season. So a few less non-conference games. And ultimately, the wins and losses in non-conference don't determine your chance for postseason play. But I know in baseball, maybe more than any other sport, momentum and having that confidence is huge. You guys have seen a couple of different stretches like that in your career where the early season has not gone very well. And then there's times where the season at the start has gone well and you've been able to carry that momentum. How important are these initial games when you go down you're not playing at home. You're playing away from Michigan. It's sometimes tough to get in that rhythm, but you have to find a way early on. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, like you kind of said, that these games aren't going to determine our postseason, but um, it's it's very important for us to try to get on a roll early and uh, just build that confidence as a team. I mean, there might be times where we're working in other people in the lineup and uh, just to find that perfect nine or perfect nine, 10, 11 guys that are working through the rotation, working through the lineup. And uh I think these first initial games are very big for that. And um, it's going to be big for us to figure out what works, um, what kind of doesn't, and just uh, what we can do to get better in uh, these first week, two, three weeks of non-conference play is huge for us. Can you put a percentage, Mark, like what percentage of success on and off the field is mental and just having that confidence? What is physical? Can you can you put a number on it? or is I, it? Yeah, no, for me, I would say it's, 90-10. I mean, I think a guy who can go in there and uh, have that confidence, um, the mechanics and the physicality part of it just doesn't matter. If you go in there thinking you're a dog and know that you're going to be successful, um, 
it's a huge deal and and it shows in the game of baseball for sure. Okay, let's talk a little bit about about you right now and then we'll talk about some of your teammates as well. You're coming off a season last year. You started 19 games for this team. You really played a significant role in the utility areas being able to shift around to different positions. Mm-hmm. You hit 328 at the plate, 4 RBIs, 20 hits. All of that combined, what are the things that you want to carry over from last year into this year? But what are the things that you also have looked at yourself in the offseason and said I really need to improve in some of these areas yeah no um some things that i want to take from last year would just be like just that confidence you know as you said i swung pretty well at the plate and just being able to stay confident in that and confident in my abilities is what i'm going to try to bring in uh to this year and then uh some things i worked on is um i think last year a lot of the times uh i was trying to maybe go the other way too much and like it was it worked for me i was going the other way really well um but to carry that over being able to pull the ball a little bit more and maybe have a little bit more pop in my bat um maybe get a couple more doubles triples stuff like that get the slugging percentage up um and i've worked on that and um jr and i've talked about it a lot about the swing of just catching the ball out in front and uh just the timing of everything is that's how i'm going to be successful and be able to boost those numbers okay let's look at the lineup around you because there's a lot of new faces on the team there's a lot of returners Mm -hmm. there's returners who i know have a ton of upside that didn't see the diamond as much last year because of the veterans that you guys had Mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about each one of those categories let's start I know it's hard to place on one, but mm-hmm. a, a returning guy who had a good season last year, but that already this winter you've said, all right, they have made serious strides. They're going to make a big impact on this team. Yeah, no, I think that would be um, Dan Workington. I mean, he's been working his tail off last year. He was kind of in and out of the lineup, but um, he he's worked his tail off and uh I think he's going to have a really big year for us. And the way he's swinging the bat, the way I know he can swing the bat, I think he's going to be huge. Who's one of the, maybe a sophomore guy or one of those second, third year guys that you think probably get their big opportunity this year for the first time that can that can come in and make a splash after they've gotten comfortable in the program for a few years? Yeah, I think that would be either, I mean, Mark Cotula or Evan Sines. I mean, last year they both saw the diamond a little bit. And uh, Mark uh, specifically, he, he was swinging it really well in the beginning and, uh, Maybe fell off a little bit at the end, but um, we all know that uh, we're all very confident in his abilities. And same with Evan Signs. I mean, he was in and out of the lineup just like me. And um, but we know what he can do, and I think he's going to have a big impact on the team as well. Yeah, I mean, for those that are, are listening, that remember Marcatula hit the cover <laughs> off the ball yeah. in high school baseball. Mm-hmm. Certainly has a lot of upside potential. I- I, when I'm out there, I mean, sometimes you just you see a guy yeah. and they hit the ball different. <laughs> the, the contact sounds different. Exactly. He's somebody that if they, if he gets hot, will be really exciting to watch for for a long time to come. Yeah, no, exactly. He's he's got a lot of pop in his bat, and he always has. And uh, as long as he stays confident and keeps going, uh, I know he's going to do big things. And let's talk then about somebody who's new to the roster this year that has come in and made an immediate impact on this team. Yeah, no, I would say that would be Brady Huby. I mean, coming in uh, had a really good fall, really good winner. And uh, we're really excited for what he's going to do this season for us. I mean, he's he's fast. He can steal bases. He can swing the crap out of the bat. And um, we're really excited for what he can do for us. Well, it's not every day you get to bring in a player that's been a starter on another MAC team, has mm-hmm. a lot of experience, and can come in and help you. When you have this idea of the transfer portal and the ability now to do that more than ever, yeah. how do the guys on the team react to something like that? Is it just a, a welcome with open arms? This, this guy wants to be here? Or, or is there a little bit of a transition period too yeah i think it could be a little bit of both i think um it just depends i mean we're always very welcome and we we take uh camaraderie and the family aspect 
of this program very seriously. So I could see where it's a little different having guys come in. Um, but right away, we know like this is our teammate and this is our family member and uh, we're going to welcome them every time. We're spending a few minutes with Shane Easter here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Man, it's always tough to say Shane Easter and then talk about <laughs> Eastern <laughs> Michigan <laughs> baseball. It happens all the time. My phone autocorrects it when I'm typing uh, his name usually. Uh-huh. But he's getting ready to start his campaign with the baseball team on Friday. They'll take on Winthrop and then the season is underway. We'll be back at O-Strike Stadium before you know it. Shane, I'm always interested to ask because every time somebody interviews a coach, it's mm-hmm. easy to say, all right, how has, how has this player changed? How has this player changed? Mm-hmm. I'm going to flip the script a little bit with you here. Let's see it. How have Eric Roof and the other coaches on this staff adjusted and changed and gotten better since you've gotten to play for them in their tenure? Yeah, no, um, they've they've made a lot of strides. I mean, you can see it every day and you can see it every year even. Like like you said, I came in with a different coach and uh, Roofy got the interim job right, like my freshman year. So I've been able to see him grow as a coach just like he's been able to see me grow as a player. And um, I think it's it's just the confidence that they have. I mean, all of them are getting more and more confident, getting more and more comfor- comfortable in their position, and uh, they're going with it. And um, I'm really excited for them and uh, excited for this program that um, they're they're in charge, you know. Senior year for you, what are some of the personal goals that if we look back in a couple of months from now and you look at the season that you had, what are some of the things that you want to be able to say you accomplished? Yeah, I think um, it's not going to be numbers-wise. It's not going to be stat-wise. I think it's going to be kind of like the behind-the-scenes thing. I want people to like notice that um, when you see Shane Easter out there. I mean, that kid's playing his tail off. He's he's playing hard. He's running all over the place and uh, he's not taking it for granted. I think um, that's my personal goal for myself is that I'm putting it all out on the field and uh, I'll let the rest just take care of itself. I'll tell you what, you've really matured because you weren't going to say tail right there, but you I caught was, yourself. I was. You've, done a, you've done these uh, media <laughs> obligations enough that yeah. you're able to correct yourself. I don't have to edit it now. Yeah, sure. It's crazy too. You said it, that Rufy came in when you were a freshman. It's mm-hmm. hard to think about how fast time has oh, gone here at Eastern Michigan. If mm-hmm. you're looking at it from kind of a bird's eye view, an eagle eye view, if you will, yeah. I know you've got a lot of baseball left to play, a lot to accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. But is there something that sticks out to you just about your career or, or a certain memory, a certain game, just a feeling about, about Eastern Michigan and what's, what it's been able to do for you? Yeah, no, it's it's taught me a lot. Um, Eastern Michigan has been a great great program for me, and it's helped me grow a lot as coming in my freshman year, maybe not, th- or coming in as a pretty highly recruited kid coming in here, and then um, being humbled for sure. You know, you, you there's a lot of guys who are really what who play really well, and um, uh, seeing that just helped me to grow in the fact that like I need to work hard, I need to get better every day, and um, not just think that hey, this is going to be given to me. I gotta I gotta go make it happen. Shane. Can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes with us today. Good luck on Friday. Good luck the rest of the season. Can't wait to see you out at O-Strike when it's a little bit warmer, though. I'm not yeah, quite no ready kidding. for six inches of snow on the ground baseball. That's right. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. There he is, Shane Easter on the Eastern Insider Podcast. There it is again, a lot of jumbled words. We're going to take a quick break, let our sponsors tell you a few things about what they're offering to Eastern Michigan fans all over, and then we'll jump right back in. Greg Steiner will sit down with Shane's teammate, Eli Gore. It's an all-baseball edition of this week's Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. 
There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. You already heard Alex Jewell with Shane Easter. Now it's our time to go to another multi-talented player for this EMU baseball team. Eli Gore joins us, the senior from Cincinnati Anderson High School. What a weekend it was for you, celebrating the Bengals, but now you get to focus on baseball season. Best of all worlds. That's right. I mean, Bengals, are, no one really expected it, so I'll take what we can get. Uh, just had fun watching the game. Actually, every time I saw them on the screen, I was surprised. I saw the logo. I was like, wait, they're in the Super Bowl again? But yeah, so but now so, you know, I saw baseball season, so could hit the ground running here uh, come Friday. Did you do anything special to celebrate or watch it last night? <sighs> um... Not really, just hung out with some friends, with some fellow teammates, Bengals players, I mean, Cincinnati people. So um, kind of enjoy it while it lasted. And then when we won, we kind of had some fun. So, did, did you have a taste of home last night? Where Did you break out uh, Skyline Chili or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, actually, uh, our pitcher, uh, Trevor House, made some Skyline Chili dip when I went downstairs to his apartment. And I was pres- uh, pleasantly surprised to enjoy some chips. So, yeah, got, to, got uh, pulled out the Skyline, so... Can't go wrong with that. Didn't really, didn't do the job. It wasn't a good luck charm, apparently, <laughs> but it tasted good. So, hey, I'll take it. You get ready to head south this week, take on the Winthrop Eagles and, and get the season going. Uh, how energized are you now to be locked in, ready to go and, and enjoy some warmer weather? Oh, it's, it's going to be great. Um, obviously, you know, up here it's not too warm right now. So anytime you get to go down south to play baseball, it's a, it's a good thing. And then to uh, see what some of our teammates have in store. I mean, we got a lot of new guys and we got a lot of new guys that I think are going to do really great things this year. So it's going to be fun to watch them compete for the first time in an Eagles uniform. When you look at last year, you play in 43 games, starting 38 of them. Your first three years on campus, you you had only played 41 games combined. What was the biggest growth for you last year besides staying healthy? Yeah, I was going to say staying healthy is a huge thing for me. Um, my freshman year and sophomore year obviously were plagued by injuries. And then the next year after that was COVID. But I think it's kind of just focusing on one game at a time. Can't think ahead too much in this game because there's so many games you got to play. You just got to focus on each inning, each pitch. So just kind of keeping your head where uh, your body's at and just seeing what, what happens from there. Have you made a change to try to make sure you, you you don't have the same injury problems or is it just kind of luck of the draw? It's kind of just spending long hours in the training room with uh, Luke. Um, get there hour, hour and a half early from practice, stay an hour late from practice. Just everything you can possibly do to make sure your body is warmed up and make sure you get the recovery that you need for the next day. So. You've been asked to, to play a lot of positions. Last year, 20 games at first. You were 14 games as a catcher, four games as a DH. Do you have a preference where you play or is it really wherever the team needs you? <laughs> it's honestly wherever. I just had a meeting with uh, Rufi actually. I told him wherever the team needs me, wherever we, we can win. I mean, we're all out there to win. So if I'm playing first, if I'm catching, if I'm DHing, if I'm riding, the hiding the pine i mean whatever it takes for us to win i'm i'm happy to do it but catching in first i mean i, I love the, both positions a lot dh is just feels like a day off like hit, i love hitting hitting's the best part of the game so if you can just show, show up at the ballpark not even bring your glove just get your bat i mean that's a good day too so last year you as a season combined 252 eight doubles 13 runs driven in nine multi-hit games four multi-rbi games what's the biggest thing you want to change this year from an offensive standpoint uh i kind of just go back to who i was as a hitter before i got injured i mean not be scared at the plate just kind of go out there have fun i mean compete and hopefully do what i think i can do because i think last year was eh but i think there's a lot more in store so i just gotta go out there have fun not try to 
focus on anything too much, not try to push myself too much, kind of just play easy, so. Oh, strikes a big ballpark when you really think about it. You look at dimensions and you're like, okay, it's it's maybe not, but then when you start getting out there and actually seeing it, unique of a playing situation is it for there because you've got bigger gaps than a lot of different parks you'll play in. It's definitely, it definitely changes the approach a bit. I mean, you can't try to, if you just, just sit, that, sit back trying to hit a home run and take the lead, I mean, it's not gonna happen. You gotta start playing more of the small ball, start trying to hit hard liners or hard ground balls to the infield try to get runners on base to get score uh score players so i mean i think it just kind of makes you level out your swing try not to get too big with it because a lot of times fly balls here are going to be out some other places and they aren't out here so i mean it's kind of wasting that bat trying to moon shots so yeah here with eli gore on the eastern insider you you look at this team they go into this uh, upcoming week you're playing without Jones for the first time in a long time. Nick and Nate have been perennial fixtures in this program. How do you go about replacing a kind of their leadership and style? Um, it's kind of just, I feel like they left a culture of just a team that is very close to one another. So I think we just rely on one another and it doesn't really matter who those people are that we rely on. As long as we're all in it together, we're going to be fine. So you have a, a hitting coach in, in JR that played professionally. You see what Eric's done. How much do those guys impact how you can play the game knowing they've been in your shoes uh it's just kind of it's nice to yeah it's nice to know that they've been in my shoes um it's nice to know that they have experiences like you they've struggled like you struggle they know how it is to uh to struggle in the game of baseball because that's what baseball is all about it's about struggling and failing but the successes are going to be the thing that you kind of linger on so it's just it's nice to know that they know what you're going through and know what's going through your head when you're in a slump or when you're hitting well so this week when Eastern heads south, you won't have the luxury of any of the weekend starters from a year ago. They are all uh, have moved on, graduation or draft status or whatnot, but how do you go about getting your pitching staff ready from, from a catching perspective? Well, I think it's just kind of getting to know each and every pitcher, like knowing their tendencies, knowing how to motivate them, and knowing obviously what pitches they throw and what they how they miss, what they like to throw. And you said we don't have any stars returning, but Thomas House, who's injured last year, he has a lot of starting experience before that. So I think he's going to be a, uh, a huge piece of our rotation this year. And then more people like Adam Falinski, who are new, that he's going to, he's been looking really, really good. So I think we have a lot of players that can step up and take the positions, take the spots that were left open with people leaving. But um, we just got to put our head down and start working. So is there somebody who's really jumped off the page at you so far in winter workouts? I mean, everybody looks at a guy like, Taylor Hopkins and a possibility for draft status this year, but wh who have you seen that's really stood out? Honestly, I'm I'm excited about this team. I've seen a lot of people like our center fielder, well, presumably center field, uh, Brady Hubie. He uh, he's he's been looking really good. He I, he's kind of guy who does everything right. He's got pretty good speed, good pop, good contact. He's a really good route runner, good arm. It's just everything is just impressive. So and then Adam Falinski, for even from the fall to this uh, spring, he's been made he he's made he huge leaps. Uh, his velo topped out, I think, like 95, 96 a couple of days ago in the bubble. And his stuff has just gotten better and better as the year went on. So but we're excited to see what he uh, he has to do this year. You, you also had some freshmen that last year started off really well, and a guy like Mark Cotula. But once conference play, it was a different story. But you saw the opposite uh, for Trevor House, who was able to come in out of the pen, was much better in conference play. How much different is non-conference play versus conference play? I feel like there is a greater sense of urgency in conference play because every game matters. As we can see every year, the standings, the final standings are often 
one, two, three games between the top couple teams. So it kind of does feel like we go down south, it's kind of like spring training. Like obviously we're still playing to win and we still care a lot. But once we get to conference play, it's kind of a whole nother beast. So I think it's kind of brings out the competitiveness in people and the uh, drive to really just do all they can do. In the past, you've gone and played the likes of Mississippi State or it's been other big names across. The Those aren't quite on the schedule this year. A different way that the schedule's been set up. You go to Moorhead State, then get Tennessee Tech before, uh, excuse me, you start with Winthrop before Tennessee State and then Moorhead State. What do those like similar teams mean versus maybe going into a Power 5 stadium? I feel like it's kind of the same thing. I mean, whoever we play, wherever we play, we're there to win. So I think we just kind of focus on ourselves, whether we're playing Mississippi State or we're playing uh, Moorhead State. So it doesn't really matter to us. We just kind of put in our work and then get some wins. So What's your thought on the addition of kind of you staying at a four-game weekend, but you add two more innings back on? How does that change the approach? Uh, I feel like we gotta have to have a lot of pitchers step up. I mean, four games is a lot in any setting seven game, two seven inning games or seven and nine. So I think our bullpen is going to be kind of stretched. Um, but if we have a couple guys step up that are new guys like uh, Zach Gillig, um, Mason Marquis. So anyone and a couple, a lot of two-way guys like Coltrane Rubner. So we're going to be stretched, but I feel like a lot of these guys have the ability to be really good. So if they step up and do what I think they can do, then I think, feel like we're going to be just fine. You've seen that last year, able to roll off eight consecutive wins at one point, tasted success. What does this team have to do to punch its ticket to a max? Just focus on ourselves. I mean, control the things we can control. We can't control a lot of times, balls and strikes, safer outcalls, but if we control on what pitches we swing at, what uh, how focused we are, being locked in the game, taking mental reps when we're not playing, then I think that's going to really turn out uh, in favor for us. So When you, you see some of the other teams that they have their unique styles, I mean, Ball State brings their little cardinal totem thing outside the dugout central's got their own antic how do you guys go about keeping it loose it's kind of just playing for the game i mean we're just there to have fun whatever that means for each individual person like someone like taylor hopkins plays a lot looser than other people like he's always goofing off but i mean that's kind of how he plays and if if he doesn't play like that he's not going to play as well so it's kind of just sticking to knowing who we are not playing too tight just playing because it's a game we're just playing a game so go out there play the game that we love and i feel like we're gonna be just fine i'll let you off the hook with this eastern baseball will be successful this weekend at Winthrop if if we if we love the game I mean just go down there and play um, remember who we're uh, playing for remember who we're playing with and just stick together and come out victorious you like appreciate the time Alex and I come back after this timeout put a bow on this one whether you're in the D or out to sea we always bring you the E on the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time the Eastern Insider Podcast well, you've heard from both Eli and Shane. They have great expectations for this year. We do, too. Alex and I will be back at Ostrike. We will bring you another year from the Greg Center Home Run Hut, as we call it, the Tiki Tent, simply put. We hope you can join us for EMU Baseball all year long on emueagles.com. Video streaming, audio links. We have right now 17-plus games, Alex Jewell, scheduled for the loop, even though one of them, he might be hanging out the Kentucky Derby, but he may zoom in. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun this year at Ostrike Stadium. We know it's one of the best atmospheres for baseball in the entire Mid-American Conference. But first, Greg, we have such a busy week ahead. Let's focus on one day at a time. It starts today with, of course, this episode tonight, Eastern Michigan women's basketball tipping off at 7 o'clock on WEMU, and then a whole week of action. So stay tuned. Follow all of the accounts on social media, and we'll see you next week on the Eastern Insider Podcast.
This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand. 